0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Promo Kitchen promo chat, Deep Dive. My name is Javier Melendez, and I'm joined by Scott Nassanel of Artwork Services USA. Hi, Scott.
1: How you doing, Javi?
0: I'm doing well, and just so everybody is aware, this podcast uh, and Deep Dive is going to be sponsored by Maple Ridge Farm, so very special thank you to them. So, Scott, we wanted to discuss logistics. Now... You have a very deep history as a supplier um, who shipped hundreds of thousands of packages in your lifetime, and here at All Star, where I am, we ship hundreds of packages a day of premium incentives. So I want to jump into one of the questions we had that was kind of an interesting response. So Q2 was one of the most stressful things about shipping logistics is that we can't control every step of the process. How do you solve logistic problems when there's a snafu um, and it's out of your hands? So your response was, well, we can't control everything, which is accurate, and but we can creatively mitigate negative effects of logistics, snafus, and find ways to swap out the uh, swap with good open communications. And if you see a potential... S-storm, which I'm going to interpret as a snowstorm, seeing as we're both from the Northeast, okay. if you see a poten- potential uh, snowstorm on the horizon, say something. Offer alternatives and provide all- options. So, Scott, how do you best do that? How do you swap out those, uh, those uh, snafus and, and mitigate some of those risks on your end? Well, the, f- the first
1: thing is, is- Communications. Communications is so important and it's where a lot of people fail. They'll, they'll do a job well, but they don't communicate what's happening or they can mitigate a, a problem. But failure to communicate often leaves uh, someone out of the loop and wondering what's happening or what has happened. Uh, the best way that I've found is to, is to, is to monitor things, to, to stay on top of it. And if you see something that looks like it could potentially go south, say something, communicate plain and
0: simple yeah we've seen that here too when we have critical shipments we'll go ahead and i'll look at like okay you know there's a huge snowstorm coming if you're in the northeast let's say oh, or um we actually just had this last week where um hurricane dorian was about to come through and we had some packages going to florida and i said okay let's upgrade them to a guaranteed shipping granted there's more cost there but you just don't know how that's going to affect services and you had to we had to eat a little bit of uh, the guaranteed service but it got to, uh, to the client before the event so everybody was happy um, and from my side of things the way I look at it is you've already done 90% of the work it's just getting it there at this point so why wouldn't you give it the same amount of care and attention uh, and follow-up you would have with the supplier as you would Making sure that the actual printed items are actually going to get there.
1: Absolutely, and, and I think that's that's a that's a great example. Um, I thought you were going to say we had a snowstorm last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy in Maine, uh, and I was thinking, dude, <laughs> can dodge that uh, bullet. That's, that's a perfect example. When you look at something, and especially in your line of work, uh, uh, where you're dealing with with products that are, are substantially um a higher value and a failure for delivery constitutes a, a a much more grave situation
0: so in your case
1: you saw the potential for something going sideways um, and you took a proactive approach and, and and I think that's that's very 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 helpful uh, and something that adds value to people working with you because you are that kind of person because your company, does represent that type of intuitive
0: thinking. Well, I I definitely appreciate that. And that's kind of leading me into this next question that was asked that I think you and I kind of uh, have a pretty uh, collaborative thought mind on, which was the question was, how do you feel about free shipping when we know there's really no such thing? Um, Your response to that was, in my opinion, free shipping is more for the lazy. It provides a quick, concise, and at a glance, sometimes time-saving pricing, but we all know that almost nothing is free, and that personally, I'm pretty good at math and prefer transparency, but I'm not John Q. Public. So, exactly. I'm of the same mind where I'm looking at a project and I say, okay, you know, how should we do this? And, you know, some people will build in pricing-like setups and things like that, but why not just list them out? And you see all the time where there's people in retail and stuff, and they'll say, well, free shipping. But you and I both know that that's not really free. There's a cost associated somewhere. How do you look at free shipping and say, okay, I'm not going to offer tea free Here's what we're actually looking at. And how do you best handle, well, I'm going to get that free from XYZ
1: person. I'm making some notes here as I look down. There's there's two different kinds of free shipping in my perspective, and I'm I'm pretty sure that you would agree, or at least I'm putting you on the spot now and (laughs) making that on you. Um, There's that's consumer that's consumer centric. We like free shipping when we go to when we go to Amazon and we're going to order. um, I, I just ordered some some filters for my humidifier. Free shipping. Easy. That's done. I mean, it's, it's very basic. Free shipping on the commercial side is a little bit, can be a little bit more insidious. Free shipping can be um, via Pony Express. So your free shipping may have it there, the product there in three weeks, but it was free. Where I like the transparency is I'm going to pay for the product and I get a voice in how it's going to be shipped if I know it's being shipped by one of the, you know, the standards, if it's in if it's, you know, small parcels, UPS or FedEx uh, or DHL, whoever, you have a fairly reasonable window um, uh, of expectation, what you're gonna get for services, when you're gonna see the product. Um, the, the, the idea of free shipping in commercial commerce, uh, to me is really, uh, there's there, there's danger in there, and and uh, and as I said before, I know I'm not John Q. Public, but I can add. So if I know I'm <laughs> spending, if I'm spending five dollars on a product and it's costing me uh, uh, fifty cents to ship it, I can figure out that I get five fifty in that, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to paying five fifty and somebody says the shipping is free, but it arrives you know thirteen weeks later it was free but
0: it was late. <laughs> yeah and it, it's funny because when i look at say amazon and amazon is is funny in how they do things where you know you pay for a prime membership and you're always going to get your two day service but yet if you pick the ground shipping which will take an extra week all of a sudden you get a dollar reward for picking ground shipping. Now, we know ground shipping is cheaper for them because they can send it via post office or or whatnot. And it's funny how Amazon is now buying up fleets of aircraft, trucks, train models to ship all of this uh, incoming freight because you have to think it's not just shipping from their warehouses. They also got it from Overseas or wherever the manufacturer was, so they're not just dealing with outbound freight they're also dealing with inbound freight and how their whole logistics model works and it, it it's astounding the amount of logistics that they go through so much so that um, it, they it's a cost savings model for them to actually buy seven forty sevens and ship cargo in their seven forty sevens. So it's, it's it's funny to me how everyone's kind of thinking the Amazon way, but then as a distributor when I look at it and I say, okay, if I'm gonna ship something to you, I want you to know, okay, yeah, it might cost you fifty, seventy five dollars for this product to go ground, but if I don't have approvals that I need or, or whatnot, I need you to know, hey, there's gonna be an increase in shipping and I can't just say, well, it was free shipping and now all of a sudden I have to charge you an extra $75 to get it there second day. Having that transparency, you know, especially in the B2B world where you say, okay, this is what it is. This is the cost. And I think a lot of people will look at it and say, yeah, that's, that's what UPS or FedEx or whoever your carrier is is going to charge to ship it. Now, um, one of the points, though, that I wanted to make and something that was brought up in the chat, was how can you work down your how do you get better pricing and, and, and how can you make uh, get better deals on your shipping now you as a supplier you've you know you shipped hundreds of thousands of uh, packages. do you have any insight and i 'm putting you on the spot on how you think you can mitigate and, and, and help lower your logistics and shipping costs
1: well I, I can tell you how not to do it. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> that's uh, great advice too <laughs> uh, uh, Well, you know sometimes 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 it takes stepping on a couple of landmines to really to understand it's not so much what you do but what you don't do going forward uh, uh, as, as as a small to, to mid-tier business um uh, the the thought back then in my early days of paying a broker or a middleman something you know, to do something was just it, it, it was antithetical to everything I believed in. I can do this. <laughs> I, can, I, I can be my own. I can learn this, and I can be my own shipping expert. And by golly, I showed them, and I showed them by punishing me. Um, yep. <laughs> in, in the amount of time that I, that I wasted and ultimately uh, absorbed costs that were far greater than having... Contracted with a, a, a you know, through a consultancy or, or a, a, a brokerage relationship, somebody whose job it was to manage this on a day in day out basis. I, I look back at it and I smile, and again refer to it as one of the landmines, one of the many landmines that I've stepped on. Um, I'm convinced that there's nothing in this world that I cannot do. There is a very finite number of things that I can do well. Uh, <laughs> And and, and having served as my own logistics expert um, was a a, uh, um, somewhat of a recipe for disaster. Uh, I I would say that that depending upon what your needs are, what the company's needs are, uh, working with a a broker um, or an expert not for the day in, day out, and maybe you even do, because sometimes they can negotiate better rates than you can get uh, as as an individual company because they're aggregating so much uh, traffic. But working with somebody, once again, I'll I'll pick on on your company and and your your line of business where you're dealing with things that are- Go right ahead. (laughs) You're dealing with with, with products, not, not exclusively, but in many cases, you're dealing with products that are on the higher end of the price spectrum and they are much more time sensitive. Um, so a failure on your end can constitute a real disaster, and and also given that I believe, if I understand your your company uh, um, and your model uh, uh, appropriately, a a failure in any one step, in any one order, can constitute. The loss of a very, very, very substantial client, because I, I was reading, you know, your average client, uh, um, mm-hmm. the size, et cetera. So it's not just simply screwing up an order. You can screw up a relationship that could ostensibly cost you millions of dollars of revenue. Uh, it makes sense in my world. It makes sense to either, if, if, if you have the scale, then you have an inside person who does this, and this is what they do. This is their job. If you don't have that kind of scale, then perhaps you want to work with somebody um, after, the the most time that you would spend and you should spend is on vetting the different vendors. Go out and see who's available, what they offer, how you can integrate to your process so that it requires the least amount of work on your end, but yields the best product, the best deliverables for both you and and your customers.
0: Excuse me, as I'm taking some uh, some notes here. Those are some pretty pretty great words there, and it, it's it's funny because we ship, like I said, hundreds and on some days thousands of products. Especially as we are launching into Q4, we have a ton of inbound freight coming in. We have a warehouse team that handles this. Um, you know, as a, a business that does do that, we're looking at. Um, you know, cost efficiencies and things like that. And some things that people may not realize is some of the tools that are out there. Um, one of the tools that I don't think a lot of people realize is um, when you have a client who wants to do like a drop ship to home program, you could do a last mile delivery service through some of these big carriers. And a last mile delivery service, for instance, we have a, a program where we're going we're to be shipping out 10,000 um, bags to individual homes uh, for one of our clients and then these are you know promo bags but it's a, a, sp- a surprise campaign uh, these people are not expecting it but yet we still need to make sure that items are getting to these people and have accountability so we use a last mile delivery service um, through one of the bigger carriers where they'll deliver they'll pick up the pallets of individual deliveries from us and deliver to the local post office, who will then do the what's called last mile delivery. Um, and a lot of um, bigger players do this, but you know some of the um, smaller or mid-sized distributors may not even know that they have that, or that they can, you know, sometimes work with a broker or a consultant and and have their shipping go out to bid to get better rates. Um, and it's it's funny how. I don't pretend to be an expert in things like the best screen printing uh, decoration or will a 230 mesh work better than a 110 mesh on this project. I, that's not what I'm looking at. What I'm looking to do is partner with suppliers and service providers who are experts in their field and know these things like like you're saying and work with them to establish what's the best way to make this work for the end user. And it, it, it's, it's funny how when you relate that to you know, companies like uh, Amazon or Walmart and things like that, they're having the same conversations just on a bigger scale. So everyone's Mm -hmm. talking the same, and everyone's utilizing the tools that they have in their toolbox. But it's it's funny how it all ends up being what's the best way to get the product to the client, whether it's a commercial or uh, a consumer, and what's the most efficient way to do it that's most appeasing and best priced to the client mm. or customer? So it's, it's, it's just funny how we, we we all, when you look at the whole conversation, it's really rounding back out to that. Um, and, by the way, I'm used to taking the hits. I'm a Boston sports fan, so we're used to taking the hits all day long. So
1: you're, you're, you're what? Ha, <laughs> ha, Awesome. I'm also going to break it out, but okay. You're one
0: <laughs> Well, awesome, Scott. I think this has been a great conversation, and I, uh, I really appreciate you jumping down uh, on here with me. And, uh, again, special thanks to our friends at Maple Ridge Farms um, for sponsoring the Deep Dive here. And um, we'll be definitely talking here in the next promo chat.
1: Great being here with you, Javi. Have a great day. And go Patriots.
0: Go, Patriots. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.